Hello and welcome to the Fresh Minds podcast with me, Anna Veal, where I talk to ordinary people doing extraordinary things to make their lives magnificent. In this season, I bring you 10 very special guests, each of whom carry messages that will change your perspective on life. You'll hear how the little things make the biggest impacts, how routine and consistency trump the boom-bust cycle, how adversity makes us stronger and that beer isn't the devil, and much, much more. Thanks for spending some time with me today to listen to these ordinary people leading extraordinary lives. I hope you enjoy their conversations as much as I did. This podcast is sponsored by the Spartan Habit Changer series, an online program exclusively for busy men who need to be reminded to dial down and look after their mental and physical well-being in order to perform at their best. For more information on this program and how I can help you more, visit www.freshcoaching.me. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode six, episode six already of Coffee and Chat. And I'm super excited this morning to be talking to Anna Veal who is a mindset and body works coach, and she works with men. Um, Now, Anna's actually on the road. Uh, She's kindly pulled over to have this discussion. Um, Where are you, Anna? Remind me where you're sitting. Um, I'm just sitting just outside uh, Rotorua, and I'm uh, four and a half hours in, so I've got another hour till I get home. So So Anna started driving at five o'clock this morning, which is, uh, you know... (laughs) (laughs) pretty impressive. <laughs> it's good to see the sunrise. <laughs> yeah, so maybe we'll get started and um, just give us a little bit of um, info about you and your background. Yeah, so um, thanks for having me on the show. It's really exciting to be here. Um, so I'm from England originally, moved over to uh, New Zealand around nine years ago. Um, prior to that, we were in Australia for a few months. Mum of two, um, I'm a wife to a Kiwi good old Kiwi man and we're just living the dream here in the Bay of Plenty so um, I worked in the corporate sector in my formative years and in the last 18-19 years I've um, sort of migrated into the health and well-being space Um, and um, yeah it's just been awesome and an awesome journey kind of from corporate to freedom really so yeah yeah and just being able to do that. Tell me how you kind of got into the, the field of working with men Um, Well, it kind of evolved really from um, when I left the corporate space, I was lucky enough to uh, get a job working with a professional rugby club back in the UK. So I spent four seasons with um, the Saracens rugby team. And um, from there, my career just seemed to involve men. And it's a really interesting space to be in um, because... Women spend a lot of time on self-development, on health. They're willing to invest in themselves. They're willing to put the mahi in to to, to get the best out of themselves. Um, men love to do the same thing, but they don't. Um, they possibly don't put as much value in it from a mindset perspective. So um, when I was working in the personal training and sports massage uh, space, it became really evident that men have the same thoughts and feelings as us females but they just hide it very very well and the same sort of worries come up for them um but it shows in anger and um 
irritation and frustration and just more, more, more. Um, and so for me, when I was migrating from that sort of um, more physical space into the more mindset space, I knew it was a place that one was needed and needed to be yeah. talked about more. But two, I'd spent the last two decades working predominantly with men. So it yeah. fit. Yeah. Uh, I, I think there's just such a demand for it, you know, especially now, like we've got a lot of stuff going on in the world, um, you know, male and female, of course, but as you just said, females are more likely to reach out and maybe ask for help or work on themselves, whereas men, I'm not saying that they've got to bury their head in the sand attitude, because that's, that's not always the case, but like you said, you know, they, they tend to want to deal with it on their own a lot of the time. And that's maybe how we're conditioned or they're conditioned. Um, and that's certainly something that needs to be addressed. Um, so I think it's great that, you know, there is someone available to help them through that. And being a female, you are able to probably draw some things out of them that maybe other men couldn't because they're just not wired that way. Yeah, I, I fully agree. And having been in that space where it's been a predominantly male um, orientated environment, uh, high testosterone, lots of competition, uh, you know, often, especially in the sporting space, you know, you're looking behind your shoulder to see if anybody else is coming in. Um, having that feminine aspect, but not being intimidating, not being um, claiming to know any more than them, just meeting them on the level and meeting them where they're at really just enables them to be able to say exactly how they feel and sometimes they don't even know how they feel so just being able to enable them to get into their body to then be able to express themselves is actually really quite an amazing thing to be able to and a, a big privilege for me to be able to do and um yeah it's something that I feel very passionately about because it then just has the ripple effects onto relationships families children the work yeah. environment so yeah so what's it like for you having a solely male client base? Because you don't work with women at all, do you, with your coaching? Um, well, interestingly, I do. It's quite funny. Often I'll work with either the men and then the feet, then men get such good results at home. Then the females go, oh, what's this coaching? And then I'll go through um, a series of coaching with them or um, the females will say to me, you know, they, they might have um, encountered my personal training or my massage. They get to know who I am. And they're like, oh, my husband could do with a dose of you. And then mm -hmm. they put them in touch or brother or, or whatever. So my first actual uh, male client, when I decided to really special specialize down and nail into the um, sort of male environment was actually a brother of a good friend. And that's how it, it, it kind of amalgamated. And it, it made me seal the deal that this is the space that I wanted to be in. So I guess the difference between working with males and females is that it is a lot harder work. Um, so prior to um, niching down into the males only market um, I did work with a lot of females and they were already coming with a level of awareness um, when I when I'm working with men we 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 touch the physical first so it's very much about what are you doing for your overall health like what is your um, you know how are you feeling in terms of life in in your mindset but also what are you doing for exercise? What's your nutrition like? How's your sleep? So it's very kind of um, external to start with. And then once we get the basics right, we then start to peel away the layers and get down to the deeper meaning and work very much in alignment with values. So they say they wanna be here, they're actually here. 
what, what's the gap in the middle and how can we then actively take steps to help so with men it's very much kind of goalpost to goalpost whereas with women it's a bit more non-linear yeah so so when these men come to see you what kind of help are they generally looking for um, so historically, because I think, um, you know, I've been known in that sort of sports massage, personal training space, they've come to me on a physical level because they might have heard that that's what I do. And that's quite an easy one because they, they come and they say, I'm just, you know, I'm not training. What can I do? And that opens the door to then sort of ask the kind of the questions that lead us to the actual reasons why they might not be putting their health first. Mm -hmm. Um, but other men over the last year, I've noticed a big shift and I'm not sure whether that's COVID or whether or not the talk of mental health has, has been highlighted, but I'm definitely seeing more men in the last year that, that know that they're stuck, that know that stress isn't helping them and that they're just not happy. They've lost the joy. Mm. Um, I think the big difference between coaching and sort of counseling and psychology, which has an amazing, awesome place, is that coaching is quite action orientated. And so they lean towards that. And then if there's a deeper issue that, you know, is above my my skill set, then I can refer on. But coaching is a very it's a word that most Kiwi men know now. You know, all of the All Blacks and the Black Caps and um, the you know, high performers, they all have a coach of some description. So they're realising that it's not a weakness that they have to get addressed. It's like, I want to I perform better. Mm -hmm. And in order to perform better, I need a coach. So the mindset is shifting and has shifted in the last year. Um, but most of the time they're coming because either they're physically not where they want to be um, or they know that they're mentally not on point and they're not showing up um, in their family lives as they want to be. I, I think that's a really important distinction to make between counselling and coaching. Um, yeah. Because coaching, like coaching can still go into some of the deeper stuff, the background stuff, the historical stress, that sort of thing. But the difference is, is that with a counsellor, they're not going to be giving you that action plan at the end. Whereas coaching is, there's always an action plan. There's always, okay, this is the next step. And I think probably men in particular will really resonate with that because that's what they're biologically wired to do, right? They're, they're, yeah. They want to um, to take action on something. Absolutely. They're Mr. Yeah. Fix-It, right? So, exactly. um, you know. Do you have um, a specific age range that you work with? Yeah, generally speaking, it's sort of from that late 30s to mid late 50s. That's the, the group. I am starting to see younger ones coming through. Um, but it is that sort of, you know, midway through life. I've got a couple of kids. I'm on the treadmill. I've got a mortgage to pay. You're telling me that I've got to exercise for my mental health. But when can I fit it in? Um, you know, it's that. And, and for me, what I love is like breaking down the narrative and the stories that they've got about whatever um, area they're stuck in and then for them to kind of get the aha moments and then four six eight twelve weeks later they're just like oh my goodness I'm free this is oh, now I'm feeling so better yeah so um so coaching is really really powerful mm, absolutely so you just mentioned that you know the men that you work with are sort of well, there's probably a, a good 20-year gap there, 20-year range. Um, yep. I've got mortgages and kids and maybe having a bit of an, a midlife crisis. Are there any other kind of common themes with these men? 
Yeah, um, a lot of them are strivers, you know, so they are looking for what's next, what's next. And um, I know women do it as well, especially in this social media age, but it's the looking over the fence at the at the neighbour and have I got enough? Am I doing enough? Am I providing enough? I think it's very instinctu- instinctive for men to have that. Um, and I think it's a, you know, it's an important one, but they're usually highly stressed and they've lost their way. They've lost their mojo. They've lost the reason for why they're doing it. And um, most importantly, they've lost their joy. You know, um, a lot of people, that's where the room goes silent when I ask them what brings them joy and, and they can't remember or they can't think or, and that, that for them can be the kind of aha moment where they go, okay, I've got to, I've got to just get off this, this treadmill and and reassess what's going on. So as part of the coaching process about dealing with those competitive feelings and kind of moving them away from, you know, the grass is greener on the other side, or am I measuring up to the Joneses next door? Do you sort of coach them around that as well? Yeah, I do. I, I, I'm a massive believer in what do you want? And I've, I think a lot of us, uh, women in, in as well, not just men, but I think a lot of us have forgotten what we actually want at our core. And we think we want the next thing. And then when we get the next thing, it doesn't give us the joy we assumed we were going to have. And I think it's a, it, again, it's a very, a, a healthy thing to strive, but you have to know what that is for and if you're constantly looking for the external then you're going to constantly be disappointed so for me it's about sort of um getting very clear as i say on their values on on what they're getting out of bed in the morning for and then being able to kind of micro chunk that down so that they're every day that they've got something that they're looking to towards that they can say that they've achieved so that they can actually look back in the rearview mirror and go I'm going and okay rather than oh I'm not there yet have um, you ever um have you ever sort of um gone down the path of working with <clears throat> with younger men like um late teens early 20s because I can see that there would be such a need for that mm. you know when those young men are, uh, they've come into adulthood and they they haven't really been guided in that area because we're just not you know no one's really taught this stuff you kind of have yeah. to go through it to figure it out but um I just wondered whether you'd considered working with younger men or if you thought that it was you know something that sh- that there's a demand for yeah it was funny you should say that actually I've uh, got a very good friend in the UK who um was one of my clients for many years and I was on the phone to him driving um this morning and his son is in his early mid 20s and he was just say, talking about a scenario that was going on with him and we were talking about the the importance and actually how we should be teaching this stuff to those young adults and it's just not out there um I do quite a bit of work locally with um Odomodi football club um I've done some work with their under 19 teams and their um their senior football teams which they kind of range their age range ranges um, and, and that's been, again, a real privilege to be able to, to get into that. And although I went in with, um, you know, sports performance uh, in mind, it's all the same thing. It's about having awareness of thoughts, having an, a real clear 
clarity on what your values are and what they mean to you, not what they mean to anyone else. And also just having that confidence to stay in their own lane. So although, yes, I go in and talk about it in relation to football, um, those principles apply outside of life too. So, yeah, um, I think there's a big need for the younger, younger generation coming through. And I also think they're probably more open to it than yeah. the, the demographic that I actually work with, which to be quite honest, can be quite difficult getting them through yeah. the door initially because there's yeah. that resistance of weakness. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I think there's a lot more um, knowledge and um, information out there now, acceptance that, you know, you don't have to do it all on your own. You can ask mm. for help and that sort of thing. So. So yeah. what, what do you feel is your kind of main role in the lives of these men that you're working with? Um, for me, it's about getting them back to themselves. It's as simple as that. So getting them connected, getting them to see the little things, getting them to appreciate where they are and look down and see the value that they've got already, rather than always looking up and feeling like they're not meeting the bar to appreciate the sunrise, to appreciate the questions that their kids ask them that do their head in because they're too busy and they're not at home, to be fully present in the moment in every interaction that they have and to understand that they're not the thoughts, they're not, they, they're so much more than just the stress that they either put on themselves or they perceive from other people. So it's for them to have a real clear understanding of themselves and bring them home really. Yeah. So just a quick question about the format of your coaching. Like, do you do retreats or do you do like one-on-ones or groups or how does it normally work? Yeah. So um, I'm really lucky in that I've um, I've got the opportunity to work with different people in different spaces. So one-on-one works really, really well for some people, um, you know, especially for men. They, there is still this perception that opening up is weak. So you put them in a group, they're less likely to put their hand up and ask questions. Um, there's a, you know, a special kind of um, relationship and trust that you build um, in order to facilitate that sort of work. Um, so I work uh, with people all over the world one-on-one um, and then um, just locally, I've been going into the more male-dominated corporate sectors to, to do workshops around stress management and um, mindfulness. I run mindfulness courses in town and in 2022, probably online. Um, I've mentioned before, I go into sports clubs and do and do talks there. Next year, all going well, I'm going to be partnering up with um, the beautiful Lynn from Cherry Barn Bowen. Um, to, to She's creating a fantastic space um, and hopefully we'll be holding some men's wellness retreats up there, which will be next level. I've got a very exciting game plan in my head for some, um, some very action-based uh, workshops out there, just getting amongst nature, getting back to the body, learning about breath work, learning about the mind in the most everyday, ordinary way um, to, to just completely dispel the myth that you have to go and shave your head and live in a monastery to get this good stuff working yeah. for you. So, so yeah, a lot going on in 2022 for the men. Awesome. Yes. No, I, I am aware of Lynn's plan. Um, she's building a yurt. And yes. I, I've uh, I've already picked her brain on that one about how I can uh, use that space too for, yeah. for what we do. Um, so yeah, we might uh, we might have to uh, make sure our diaries don't clash. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think it's going to be in hot demand that you. I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. She's onto a winner there. Yeah, she really is, which is awesome. 
Yeah. Um, what would you say is the most rewarding part of what you do? Oh, I um, I asked a guy the other day, oh, I was probably early, sort of earlier on in the year, I said to him, can you just give me a one-liner as to why you come coaching? And he just wrote back saying, I'm a better person after I've seen you. Yeah. And um, I just keep coming back to that. It's, it's hard work, working with men with regard to, um, they need to know who I am. They need to trust me. They, some of them don't even know what coaching is. Um, it's, so it's hard work getting the men to the table. And when you get responses like that, um, and when you know that marriages have been, not saved is the wrong word, but you know, when they're putting the work in to, to really improve their relationships at home, to be more connected as, as husbands and fathers, to know that they're not grumpy when they go into work. I mean, there's nothing more rewarding than that, to be fair, just seeing people step up. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm very lucky. I, I just had a little thought pop up in my mind, Anna. Um, there's a lot of material there for a book. Yes, well, funny, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually working on it and it's called Only Human. I just oh, need a few, few more hours in the day to, uh, oh, to get it uh, finished, as you will know. Well, we can talk about who you who uh, I can refer you to some people, some incredible people who can help you make that happen if that's something you want to do. Oh, yeah, 100%. But yeah, I think Thank a you. book like that would be fantastic for men and for young men. Yes, for young men. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what, what would you say is the most difficult part aside from getting the men there in the first place and maybe opening up? I think probably the most difficult part once they're through the door is um, for them to, uh, most of them cringe when I say vulnerable or the word vulnerability. So for them to understand that that's absolutely a strength um, and especially men in business, but business owners in particular, you know, I, I talk about the absolute golden nuggets that they've got. If they can show just a little bit of their own um, vulnerability, sensitivity, history to their employees how that develops so much more trust and with that trust then the employees can flourish themselves but I would say that's probably one of the hardest things for a Kiwi man to get their head around yeah. and again I can I can see so much value in being able to take this into a school setting with yeah. a 16 17 18 year old guy and tune them into that word from an early age yeah yeah mm yeah so interesting yeah you've got me thinking now Heidi <laughs> yeah it's it's yeah I think I mean uh, yeah whether I, I don't know how receptive they'd be but their brains are still developing they are. and you yeah. know yeah it might be worth having a word to some schools about that perhaps yeah if, yeah you know only if that I mean I'm sure you've got plenty of other things going on um. <laughs> no, I love it. I'm always open. I love I love an audience, and uh, I've, I worked in schools many years ago. So, um, so yeah, it might be quite fun to get back into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fantastic. So, what would you say to any woman out there who are listening, who have men in their lives that might need a little bit of help or support? What's the best way for them to approach those men and perhaps offer that suggestion? Um, I think it's, yeah, it's a really good question because often um, I was, I've just been in uh, Danny Burke where I used to work um, massaging some old uh, clients and friends and one of them was saying about her husband is a prime candidate for my coaching um, and I know him very, very well and 
she was saying the thing is you know I could just come across as the nagging wife you know like I'm like you should be doing this and you should be doing that and he's like I'm working can't you see I'm trying to so I think um it's just that drip feeding um you know obviously if it's sort of down in the in the mental health kind of continuum if you, if there's a real worry for their mental health then that that elicits a proper conversation but if it's that sort of middle of the road just blah every day's a, you know a dull day um just on the treadmill then there's different things that you can do um like I've got a podcast out that and I I interview men that have been there done that um that have seen the stresses i interview lots of different people but we talk about the importance of mental fitness um and the importance of um community and all of that sort of stuff so even just putting it on in the background so listening to podcasts in the background that are actually you know relatable to them if they're in a car trip instead of listening to the radio popping a podcast on um so it just drip feeds the information if you're less subtle than that i mean a couple of years ago i bought my husband some coaching sessions for christmas um because i knew he he needed something that wasn't me and um so instead of the you know every year i buy him a pair of running shoes i bought him a a coaching five coaching sessions and within that that five um week period or whatever that he was working with the guy that um i bought him for he'd left his job and he had nothing you know he had nothing to do with me um it was completely external i didn't ask him what was going on in those sessions um all I noticed was uh, we'd been together 16 years at that time not once in 16 years would he get up and train with me in the morning he was up training in the morning his narrative was um I train at night but of course he'd come home with two young kids I often would work in evenings so he would lose his opportunity to train so he sort of dropped that ability for fitness but he because I was the nagging wife saying, why don't you do it in the morning? He wouldn't entertain it. But as soon as a coach kind of gave, gave him different suggestions, he was listening to podcasts. He was doing breath work. He changed his job. You know, this stuff is life changing. Absolutely. So, um, so, yeah, so various things, you know, from the subtleties to just, you know, we are we are what we eat. And that is including what we listen to, what we absorb. So if, if the females who are listening to this are listening to the podcasts, that are more relative to um or relatable to the guys you know then he's going to pick up on it and kind of go oh yeah that's interesting or oh I haven't thought of it like that oh gratitude hmm I thought that was just a fluffy word but actually you know Dan Carter uses it you know so all of these sorts of things um yeah or the less subtle thing just go and go and get the coaching for the Christmas present and then Mm. you know life life changes pretty quickly yeah what's the name of the podcast Anna? Um, so my podcast is called the Fresh Minds podcast. The Fresh Minds. Um, yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll post a, um, I'll post that name in the um, and and the when I post this video. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah. Um, another really good podcast is um called the High Performance Podcast, and um that's you know people who've got, have got uh, all the skill set and a, a very brilliant um couple in the UK as a psychologist and he's a TV presenter, sports presenter, and they get some fantastic people on there. So there that's a that's a good one for men to be listening to or feet. I mean I I listen to it all the time, but mm. you know, it's it's relatable to to guys. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You're doing such valuable work. I'm, I, you know, it's, it's so mm. interesting um, because you know the majority of our clients are women. 
Yeah. And, you know, often, even if it's the man that really needs the help, it's the woman that comes in to initiate it, to, to get yes. your husband on board. And, and I totally get what you're saying about the nagging wife. Yeah. Um, you know, often the thing that makes the difference is having that external person who has nothing to do with them and then, you know, they're, then they're prepared to listen. Yeah, um, 100%. Yeah. And Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. So just to flip the question around a little bit, um, we've been talking so much about men. What, if you could think about one thing that you wish every woman could have, and I ask this to everybody, yeah, what, what would that one thing be? I think for me, it would be, again, to have the awareness that you can be free from your perceptions of what you need to get done I think as women and I'm one of them and I have to remind myself daily and my my mantra is there's another way um because I'm a, I'm a very process highly driven um purposeful person but often that can lead to burnout so um and I think when you've got children if you're working or if you're not working but you think you should be working and you're comparing yourself and there's this perceived pressure everywhere mm. so I think if I could give one advice uh, one bit of advice it would be to listen to your thoughts and ask them if they're true and be open to the suggestion that there could be another way mm. um, and and often I'll be standing at the laundry having like done my second round of laundry and I've taught my Pilates class at six in the morning and now it's time to get the kids out and I, then I've got my client and I, I just laugh and I'm like here you go again you know it's this real conditioned habit that I'm in and I have to woe myself back all the time um, and it's that perceived pressure that we have to get the washing out before the next client comes or whatever it might be mm -hmm. and if we can strip that back then life's a lot more chilled you, you know we we tell ourselves we have to do things a lot and um, that's just not true. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting. And, and just to go off track a little bit, um, I've just filmed, a, a, I do a Monday Five Live episode on my plant-based nutrition coaching page. And today it was all about choosing a theme word for 2022. And, mm. and while you were talking about that, it just popped into my head. And the word, I haven't nailed my word down yet, but I'm relating to a lot of what you're saying about, um, you know, feeling like you have to do everything now. Yeah. And sometimes you yeah. just need to stop and look back and go, actually, I've actually achieved quite a lot this year. I don't <laughs> have to do it all now. And so the word that I'm, I haven't nailed down my word yet for 2022, but the word that I'm really dra drawn to is the word ease. Lovely. Oh, I love it. So then love the it. idea is to make all your decisions and your goals and your actions around that yeah. word how wonderful and yeah I just and you talking about it just kind of resonated with exactly what I've been talking about this morning is how do we actually just pull ourselves back and you know stop and breathe yeah you know? and out, just out of interest what does what does that word mean to you like what 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 comes up for you when you say that word so the word ease is about ease and the way I run my business um, the way I deal with other people, um, the way I manage my health and well-being. Um, it's not about go, 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 go. It's about yeah. just chill out, girl. Like, Beautiful. Just chill out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what it's about to me. And, yeah. and when you, I think that when you just chill out, that's when things 
start to to hum. Absolutely. When you're not so your inflow. wound up and and you know um, going at the speed of light, trying to get everything done. That's when things yeah. go bad. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we we miss the joy as well. We're, yeah. we're too busy trying to get to the destination, and we forget to, that all of this good stuff is is actually the growth. Yeah, I love that. Ease, what a brilliant word. Yeah, so I think that's going to be my word for 2022. But um, yeah, I'm still working on it, but that one feels pretty good. Yeah, well, it looks <laughs> like it's resonating. So good yeah, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to ask you some quick fire questions. Oh, okay, exciting. Go for it. All right, it. what's your favourite food? Pancakes with lemon. Oh, <laughs> sorry, sugar? not very healthy. Yeah, lemon and sugar. I didn't know if I was allowed to say that on that program, but um, yeah, it's a bit of a family trait. <laughs> so Sunday, Sunday pancakes has been through like three generations. So oh, wow, um, so every yeah, Sunday. Yeah, we don't do it every Sunday so much anymore, but my mum used to, my brothers do, like we're all, oh, um, so, so cool. yeah, pancake, sugar and lemon for the win. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love those little traditions. Yes, totally. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's your biggest pet peeve? Um, oh, I've got a couple, but um, gossip, like small minded, um, talking about other people. Yeah. Ugh that low below the line stuff yeah that's probably my biggest one yeah yeah good call how do you stay healthy I meditate cool. <laughs> if I don't if I don't meditate and I don't take time to actually go in some, and listen to what's going on in my in my body then I stop exercising I eat the wrong foods I I potentially close down opportunities so um yeah that's that that keeps me stable is that, do you have to do that every day for that? Yeah, to do? It, yeah, I do, but it's, it comes in different forms. So um, I've been meditating for quite a long time now. So, you know, sometimes it might just be breath work in the morning, you know, five, you know, five breaths around a box breathing. Other times it might be alternating um, nose breathing. Other times it will be sit for a long times, you know, longer periods, sort of up to 20 minutes. But at some period within my day, there is an element of just just checking in with Anna. How are you going? What's going awesome. on for you? Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, how do you handle your bad days? Um, uh, I love just going to sleep. <laughs> so, you know, I just again, with all the meditation that I've done, is and I've I've had um, sort of varying degrees of anxiety and depression over my life. I've got uh, I've lived with um, my father was an alcoholic. The the male line of my father's side is um, very alcohol, anxiety, depression. Um, so I've lived with it all my life. Um, but the beauty of living with with that is that you know that you're going to be okay. So yeah. there's you. you we're ever moving creatures we're ever changing so if I'm having a bad day I know tomorrow's going to be better um and so sleep it always wins yeah, yeah. I have to agree with that yeah I'm, I'm one to go and have a little sleep in the afternoon if, if I you know and yeah often we have our bad days because we haven't had enough sleep absolutely you know? so it's yeah. like that catch-up time isn't it 100% yeah I'm, yeah I'm all for a good power nap <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> what would you say is the main thing that gets you out of bed in the morning like what's your driving force in your life 
Oh, I know it sounds a little bit workaholic-ish, workaholic-ish, but my clients, like I'm, I, I love, I love what I do. So, just yeah. knowing that I've got a purpose and a mission, um, and that's what gets me up. Fantastic! I love it. Yeah. Uh, if you could invite anyone to dinner, living or dead, who would it be, and why? I find these questions really interesting because I kind of automatically go to like you know my childhood hero or whatever. But, um, you know, actually, it would be as sad as it sounds like my mum and my dad. My dad's not here anymore and my mum is a long way away. And they have got between them more knowledge and wisdom than any person that I can kind of imagine would be uh, have all the stuff that I want to know. And not, not having my dad around anymore. I've just got so many questions about his upbringing and you know what his beliefs were and um you know all the questions I didn't think to ask when he was alive so yeah, yeah I think I'd have have both of them back at the dinner table and talk talk more about their lives yeah what a what a cool answer mm. love that one um what's your guilty pleasure oh I do love a good afternoon movie uh, <laughs> any kind of like any style of movie in particular Oh, uh, do you know what I love? I I don't know if you've watched the Bourne series, but Jason Bourne and the Bourne Identity. Is I just Matt Damon. Time, Matt yeah, Damon? yeah, yeah, yeah. And every time I watch those movies, something else comes up. And I um I've done some different events in my life, and and every time I've had sort of had struggles, I'll kind of ask myself what you know what, what different people might do, and it always comes back to like people like Jason Bourne, you know how would I get out of this one or if I'm, so cool. if I'm yeah so yeah guilty pleasure watching a bit of Jason Bourne on uh, on the, on the tv when when everyone else is working <laughs> love it <laughs> even better on a rainy day oh, shut totally. the curtains and oh, yeah the whole the, the rest of the world doesn't exist <laughs> absolutely yeah definitely there's something quite whimsical about it love it yeah yeah <laughs> I think that's a very English thing, actually. I've got a friend, an English friend, who loves to do that as well. Yeah, yeah, and it's so, so funny because my kids are just the most amazing humans, and um, they're very outdoorsy most of the time. But to be honest, if they want to do something with mum, it's like let's watch a movie, and we yeah. all we pull the curtains, and it's all. So yeah, so it must be a bit of an English uh, English tradition, <laughs> I reckon. That, that coziness, <laughs> eh? Coziness in the totally. cold. Yeah. yeah, definitely. <laughs> In front of the fire. Oh, yeah. Oh, now you're making me homesick. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's something that not many people know about you? Um, most people would think that I'm a bit of an extrovert, but I'm actually really love my own company and I love I love performing I love being out in front of people but when I get home I just love a book and going to bed like um, my my bedroom's my little sanctuary and if I'm not doing anything I'm generally reading Mm. so um yeah people go no you love people I'm like yeah I love being by myself more so yeah you've got you've got a limit you know where your limit is Yeah. yeah 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 okay um do you have a favorite quote that you live by um depends on the day but my definite mantra is there is another way when I because I'm really aware of my habitual kind of thoughts and feelings but my quote that I love and I think it's probably just because I've moved around quite a bit um but 
if you've got your roots, then you know that you could got the wings to fly. And my mum very much taught me to pursue every dream possible, but also maintain that level of, um, you know, humility, remember where you're from, um, you know, remember your roots. So, and more than anything with COVID, not being able to go home and be connected to my physical roots, uh, that one's been really resonating with me over the last couple of months. Yeah, um, absolutely. And certain, you know, certainly when I have my days uh, where, you know, uh, possibly I, I need to look after myself a little bit more, I do, I am reminded of how lucky I am to have had such strong families foundations and that's giving me that gives me the confidence to go and write the book and go and do the things I love and not watch Jason Bourne for all day <laughs> <laughs> I love it yeah that's that's so true hey eh? just yeah. um yeah if you've got those roots then you can you know you can have the confidence to to go and do anything you want to do 100 percent. yeah yeah so do you have any last words of wisdom for our listeners today Oh, do you know what? I just think we can get so bogged down in the daily grind and then that's another day of life that we've lost. So in terms of advice, I'd just be saying, please just look for the little things because it's the little things that make our world. And we're living in a bit of a chaotic time at the moment and we need a bit of grounding and there is nothing more grounding than looking out the window and seeing the sunset or um, I've just been in the country and I slept um, with the the curtains open and I kid you not there was a star that looked like somebody had just put it on like a, a, a bolt of silver against a, back, a black backdrop had I just pulled the curtains like I habitually do I would have missed that moment and it, instead I just lay there in complete silence looking out at this one star and it just brought me so much joy so probably getting back to you your ease just you know steady the bus down slow down look for the good in every day because there is good in in every day even if it is just one little star on its own yeah I love it I love yeah. it you're so right we do get we do get bogged down and you know life gets so crazy and yeah and busy and we just forget don't we to just chill out and, and and look at the small things and appreciate the small things yeah and I, you know I, I if I if I don't keep on on top of my own mental fitness I, I am a bit of a ruminator and I'm a bit of an overthinker and I can get quite bogged down in the heaviness of life and um probably this year earlier this year I did because I just couldn't see an end to um you know when am I going to get home but what brings me out of that is the meditation and being in the moment and actually when you're fully present like me here with you now nothing else this is it this is the golden yeah. moment we're never going to yeah. get this time back and um I think when you can really look at it from that perspective and it it takes concentration and it takes hard work but man you get the the joy from it and and yeah that's what I try to live by as much as I can I love it what a great piece of advice yeah thank you yeah. <laughs> so is there anything else you want to add today before we wrap up no anything so Heidi but I just want to appreciate you 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 know you're putting yourself out there for so many people and um you know what you and Steve do is fantastic in the community and the and the and the wider population so well done for showing up for yourself as well and and it's appreciated by many people so thank you oh thank you Anna appreciate that yeah I, I love mm -hmm. it I you know I really look forward to my Monday mornings because I'm I'm getting to speak to all these amazing women and just learning so awesome. much so 
um, yeah, it's something I'm really grateful for too, that that people like you are prepared to show up and, and uh, mm. share your knowledge and your experience too. So um, if there's any women who are listening who are thinking, yep, I've got a husband, I've got a brother, I've got a father, I've got a son who needs some help, how can they contact you? Probably just the easiest thing is go to my website because everything's on there with my socials and my podcasts and all that sort of stuff. So um, it's just freshcoaching.me. And um, yeah, they can go there. I'm local in um, Automotai, so um, you can kind of just give me a ring. I chat to me in the street. How whatever floats your boat. Um, I'm you know I'm there, and I'm always up for a, for a good chat. So um, yeah, I think as as long as people know that it's nothing to be intimidated about, and it's it's I think the more we talk about the men's mental fitness, the more benefit the whole country is going to get as a result. So just yeah, um, they can find me in any in any medium they need to. Cool. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll post that website on the um, page as well so people can find it. Oh, and, thank you. Um, yeah. I just want to say thanks again for um, for pulling over on your long journey and having this chat. It's been awesome. And I've really enjoyed learning more about what you do. And um, I think it's, you know, um, it's good for us to know too that you're there for any men that we come across who might need a little bit of extra support as well. Oh, brilliant. So, thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for having yeah. me. So, uh, yeah, thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and uh, we'll catch you same place, same time next week. Bye. Awesome. Bye.